Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rob Gunther. And I'm Carrie Donahue. It's Friday, September 16th, and we're here with you updating the news all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. Last night, the federal judge overseeing the seized Mar-a-Lago documents told the Justice Department it still can't access those classified files just yet. Instead, she appointed semi-retired federal judge Raymond Dreary as special master to comb through the files first. This is a win for former President Donald Trump. It delays the DOJ's criminal investigation. The judge did say, however, that Trump will have to foot the bill for the special master. Well, here's something to know if you use Uber. An 18-year-old hacker tricked an Uber employee into handing over a password, and now all the company's internal systems are compromised. The hacker made his presence known by sending a Slack message that said, I announce I'm a hacker, and Uber has suffered a data breach. He says he hacked the company because of its weak security, and he also made comments about drivers being paid more. Uber says it doesn't know when it'll have full access to its systems again. It's been seven weeks since Mississippi ordered a boil water notice for residents of Jackson, and the state now says the water is finally safe to drink again. Governor Tate Reeves says that the water system is still a mess, though, and future interruptions are possible. The EPA is investigating the crisis, and what the agency's inspector general says is a top-to-bottom review. It's an effort similar to the 2014 investigation of Flint, Michigan, whose water crisis led to nine indictments. Well, I'm sorry to say, Yeezy Gap is no more. Kanye West and The Gap are parting ways. Two years ago, the singer's clothing company, Yeezy, partnered with Gap, but now West has terminated that contract, saying the relationship was often rocky. He told CNBC... Sometimes I would talk to the guys, the heads up, the leaders, and it would just be like I was on mute or something. And they totally, our, our agenda, it wasn't aligned. One sticking point in particular, West says Gap promised to open five easy branded stores by 2023, but no stores have been planned, let alone opened. And he says that was a breach of contract. Officials in Montana say they're going to defy a court order that blocks a state rule making it impossible for trans residents to change their birth certificate's gender identity. A judge had dismissed a law back in April that would have required proof of a vague surgical procedure to get the change. Then last week, Governor Greg Gianforte's administration made an even harsher rule, blocking the change entirely. The state's defiance here is the latest effort by lawmakers in conservative states to limit the rights of transgender people. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens. So check back whenever you want to know the latest. Coming up, we dive into the world of crypto influencers. NASA announced today that its Perseverance rover has hit the jackpot on Mars, organic material that could contain proof life once existed on the Red Planet. The robotic science lab on wheels scooped the samples up in what is likely the remains of an ancient lake bed. But now comes the tricky part, getting these samples back to Earth. A future mission hopes to deliver them to scientists sometime in the 2030s. Right now, Uber drivers and other gig economy workers are classified as independent contractors, which means they're not entitled to the same labor protections as official employees. But that might not last for long. The Federal Trade Commission has voted to focus its efforts on protecting gig workers from low wages, long hours, and other unfair practices. This means federal regulators could sue companies like Uber or DoorDash over wage violations. 
The next time you're in a museum in New York, you may notice some new placards next to certain pieces explaining that it was stolen by the Nazis. It's all part of a new law that Governor Kathy Hochul signed requiring museums in the state to publicly identify works that were looted by the regime. For reference, the Nazis stole around 600,000 pieces of art before and during World War II. So far, the Met has reported over 50 works that will now need to be identified. A groundbreaking treatment for the autoimmune disease lupus showed overwhelming success in a recent study. Five people with severe lupus received transfusions of genetically modified cells called CAR-T cell therapy. Now, all five are in remission. It's still unclear how long this remission will last, but the study's authors believe the therapy works by prompting a, quote, rebooting of the autoimmune system, and they hope that this research will lead to other treatments for diseases like multiple sclerosis. The Tampa Bay Rays made Major League history yesterday when they fielded pro baseball's first-ever all-Latino lineup. It happened to be the first day of National Hispanic Heritage Month, and the roster represented players from Cuba, Colombia, Venezuela, Mexico, and the DR. It also coincided with the league's Roberto Clemente Day. All of the players wore the number 21 in honor of the Puerto Rican Hall of Famer who died on a humanitarian mission to Nicaragua in 1972. There's a new generation of influencers on the rise. Crypto hype men. Yeah, I know, I know. But people are still making a fortune on places like YouTube promoting cryptocurrencies. How? How are they doing this? Wild predictions, endless hype, and even when their advice is terribly wrong, they're still making bank off their loyal followers. Insider's Rob Price is here to explain how these guys got so popular and why their success may be ethically murky. So, Rob, this is I'm going to start out with a really dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Who is still buying Bitcoin and cryptocurrency after the recent collapse? Certainly, there's been a decline in recent months. But in the last year or two, there has been a huge wave of consumer interest. People hearing about crypto for the first time, often as a result of glitzy advertising campaigns by the big companies. And it's these wave of naive new consumers that these influencers have really been able to build an audience off the back of. Mm-hmm. And so you're describing this new audience. There's a lot of uh, activity in YouTube and these self-made YouTube influencers. How are they making money here? Although they talk a lot about trades, coins to make you rich, it's typically not through the actual cryptocurrencies themselves they're making bank. It's more about things like advertisements on YouTube, that they're selling alongside their videos, they're selling merch to their viewers. One of the more problematic ways they're making money is using referral links to cryptocurrency exchanges. So Rob, despite the swings in the market, these gigs are lucrative regardless of how everything's playing out. Exactly, yeah. They don't have as much of a stake in the actual value of the currencies. As long as they're convincing people to engage, that's all that really matters. Your piece has so many of these colorful characters with, you know, unique usernames, wildly different backgrounds. Does any one of those people stand out in particular? Carl Runefeld was a really interesting guy. This young, 20-something Swedish guy, previously worked as a grocery store clerk. She's now got... 600,000 followers on YouTube. He claims to be a billionaire. Whether that's true is questionable. But he's built this huge audience by making these incredibly wild predictions about cryptocurrency. 
even though his accuracy is kind of spotty at best. Self-made billionaire, just fake it till you make it, just keep saying it's true. (laughs) (laughs) You know, okay, so it's one thing to get a following on TikTok or YouTube. That doesn't sound that, I mean, I can't do it, but it doesn't sound that difficult for these sorts of like hype men. What I really am interested though is that your article makes it clear it's not just social media. These people are getting booked on legit business TV show, Fox Business, CNBC, Insider. Who is booking these people? Over the last year or two, there's been this huge wave of interest in cryptocurrency from ordinary consumers, ordinary people. And as a result, news organizations have been scrambling to find experts who can speak authoritatively about this stuff. And these influencers, one thing they're extremely good at is self-promotion. So they're great at putting themselves out there getting themselves in front of the right people and make themselves available. Can you lay out some of the ethical concerns that you're seeing? Sure. So let's talk about the referral links. So I think referral links are a particularly ethically murky area. They're where you know, the influencer has this incentive to encourage their followers to sign up and spend money, even if you know, the market's actually tanking, Bitcoin's crashing. From the experts we spoke to, they said, you know, this was a huge ethical red flag. Mm -hmm. As it stands right now, what do you think could be done to bring this into line? First, you could push for much stronger disclosures around advertising and these kind of like referral deals. The second is stronger credentialing for some of this stuff that if if you're going to give people financial advice on the internet, you need some degree of financial training to do so. As things currently stand, I just don't see much changing. There's not any kind of obvious regulator that would hold these guys accountable, and part of it is they're in this weird grey area. You know, they're not quite a financial analyst, they're not quite a journalist, they're not quite a stock picker, and so a lot of the old rules don't really apply to them. But in the short term, at least, I don't see that really impacting these guys' success and popularity. Rob, thank you so much for chatting. Thanks for having me. Rob Price is a correspondent at Insider. Make sure to follow the refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating and review. It really helps other people discover the show. I'm Carrie Donahue. And I'm Rob Gunther. We produce our show along with Grace Eliza Goodwin, Frank Olito, and our usual hosts, Rebecca Ibarra, who will be back on Monday, and Dave Smith, who's spending time with his new baby. Andy Bowers is the head of audio at Insider, and we had help this week from Dan Gooding and Mikhail Stein. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend.